Welcome to Balanced Hormones, Balanced Life Podcast. I'm Dana Palmer, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me as I discuss all things to do with hormones, health, and everything in between. Welcome to episode 31. Today's an interview with one of my clients, and you're going to get the treat of seeing kind of the process that kind of takes place when someone works with me and how um, that looks. And of course, everybody's different, but we um, are recording this, this, we recorded this episode because we thought so many people would find it useful and beneficial, especially um, those of you, she talks a lot about her physical symptoms and all of that stuff. So make sure you listen all the way to the end because it's a pretty powerful episode and you'll be able to um, follow her in some other episodes as we discuss her progress. So enjoy this episode. All right, welcome to this episode. I want to introduce you to uh, my client and friend, Sam, who's going to share with us some of her experience and stories. So I gave you a little heads up at the intro about, um, I just think it's really important that people hear what Sam has to say, and she does too. So we'll just, actually, Sam, I'll just have you start by introducing yourself. Okay, my name is Sam, and I've been friends with Dana since high school, I think, Um, and she has been helping me along this journey for probably three or four years now, Um, and um, yeah, I'm really excited about some of the progress that we're making. So we'll just start with, and we could take this whichever direction, but I think it's best to just start, like, what, what actually made you go on this road of, like holistically healing yourself okay well it's funny because as a kid um my mom like focused on like herbs and all this stuff mostly because we didn't have insurance growing up so because my parents were self-employed and we were always really annoyed because she was always like shoving tea or like herbs down her throat and we'd barf it up and we'd be really mad but um i had been diagnosed with um bipolar depression probably about seven years ago eight years ago and before that, I had been on some antidepressants, just really mild, um, but I noticed that they weren't working, and I was feeling very frustrated about that. And um, so I kind of weaned myself off and tried several different things, and with the bipolar diagnosis, that was super hard for me to swallow. And Like the actual diagnosis? The diagnosis, yeah. I was really, really angry about it, and I was really frustrated because I just felt like it made the problem worse, giving it a name and kind of putting me in a box, and I didn't like that. And so I tried all the medications up and down, tried the therapy, back and forth, all of it, and I just realized my body didn't like it, and none of them were lasting long-term. So medications and stuff like that? Yeah, I tried, like, sometimes they had me on two or three different things at a time, and it was, like, I was having a lot of the side effects, and I didn't like what it was doing to my body. So I, which they say don't do, so I don't, I'm not advocating this at all, but, um, I've never been a wean yourself off kind of girl. I've always been cold turkey. So, um, yeah, so I cut myself off cold turkey and uh, waited for the fallout and dealt with that. And then somehow I heard what Dana does. I don't know even who or how, but they were like, you got to go talk to her. So I said, okay. So I made an appointment. And from the first day, I could tell something was completely different. Like the treatments that she did albeit I had no idea we would just call it Dana's voodoo or whatever and her magic whatever yeah and I had no idea but all I knew is when I left I felt better than I had felt in a really long time maybe ever so that sparked my interest for sure so okay so actually I do have a question for you the um because I always tell people to watch out for diagnosis Uh because some people tell me that they think it's going to make well if I just know then I can like fix it yeah 
what do you have to say about that? Um, it's funny because if you had asked me probably 15 years ago, I would have always told you, no, if you just tell me what it is and I know what I'm dealing with, I can totally handle it. That was how I dealt with things. Yeah. But then I had this therapist that I absolutely adored and he like retired and moved out of state and I was super sad. But he was probably, if I had to tell you, like, you know, you have those key influential people in my, your life. He was definitely one for me. And um, that was one thing with all the time that I spent with him. Um, he helped me some, through some most dark periods of my life. And he, uh, he refused to give you a diagnosis. That was his approach to thing. He refused to give a diagnosis. He refused. His term was put you in a box. He refused. Oh. He refused. That was his thing. He said, I see all these things. He used the same tests. He used the same everything that all the other therapists and psychiatrists use and all those things. And he was excellent at what he did. He was a trauma um, specialist. And, um, but that was one thing. He said, you should be 10 times worse than you are considering and you're not. And so I refuse to label you. I won't do it. Oh my gosh. So I was really frustrated actually with that for a while because I was like, just tell me what I'm doing. Like, why do I feel so nuts and just help me deal with it? And he wouldn't do it because he wanted me to work through where I was instead of worrying about like giving myself a stopping point. Because that's, I think, in a nutshell where I feel like diagnosis leads you is yeah. that it puts you like facing a wall. You hit a wall and then... And you felt that? And you're you stuck mean, there. Yes. You got the diagnosis? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, now I have to just... Then I shifted from trying to figure things out and progress and overcome to how do I how do I cope and accept that I have to deal with this for the rest of my life and it's never going to go away. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah. actually so crazy because that's exactly what I try to tell people, especially people that are trying to get a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I'm like, just stop asking that question. Yeah. <laughs> You know yeah. your symptoms, mm -hmm. right? Like you knew what your symptoms were, mm -hmm. and so it didn't help having an answer. Yeah, I already but knew. Like you already know. If you ask yourself, you totally already know. No yeah. matter if it's a, like a health-related thing or a mental thing or anything, you already know. You just have to, yeah, know, don't second-guess that. Okay, so working with me, you know, like I always come back to thoughts and emotions. Mm -hmm. So when was it that you started realizing that your physical symptoms were tied to the emotions? Was it with me, or was it? Did you notice this stuff before? Um, I could feel it, but I think I rejected that because okay. I felt like if I said, "Okay, well, I have depression, or I have, you know, I'm bipolar, or whatever," then I I refused to say, "Well, that's why my back hurts. That's why my head hurts. Uh, that's why I'm gaining weight because I have depression." I wouldn't use it as a scapegoat. I refused. That was that's okay. my own stubbornness. Whatever. I wouldn't say A plus B equals C. I wouldn't do it. Okay. I refused, and then. I think because I felt like it was a cop-out. You know how people will have an illness. Oh, I'm diabetic. I can't do that. Or I have, oh, I have fibromyalgia, yeah. whatever. And I'm not discounting those illnesses in any way because they're really hard. They're really, really hard yeah. to, to deal with and they consume a lot of your daily life. So that's not the, the point. The point is the limitations of admitting that the symptoms are coming from the mental illness. I thought that was locking yourself up. And then oh, meeting so with you. You thought that that would serve you better to not admit right, that. Right, right. Like, you know, like admitting that you've been abused, therefore that's your dumping ground for all of your your frailties or whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, all the things that you don't do okay. well, you blame it on that event in your life kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. So, okay, so for <clears throat> the people that do have fibromyalgia, mm -hmm. like those kinds mm -hmm. of things, like... It's not like your thing wasn't affecting you every day either, though. It was. It totally was. And that's what I was saying. Like, the way you 
presented it instead of just saying you have this disease so this is what's going what you're going to experience mm-hmm. and coupling the two you said you have the disease because of what you're thinking and feeling and you all you did was turn the same scenario around and it made so much more sense okay. like my thoughts are controlling the reaction in my body instead of the other way around okay. like when you go to the doctor and they say you have this they diagnose you and then they give you a list of symptoms and side effects and all these other things and they tell you this is all going to come along with your diagnosis wrapped up in a neat little package and you back it up and you say well you're not dealing with whatever the the thing is you're not dealing with your fear okay so where is that in your body okay now because you didn't deal with your fear your stomach's torn up you probably have acid reflux and all these other things because of that and then like one because I, I just remember you having like ahas, like yeah, oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. so many more things. <laughs> because I was like, oh well, if I just can quit doing that and having that response, my stomach will get better. Yeah. Instead of the other way around, like you have to live with it. Okay, so like that is like the hardest thing because for people listening, especially if you've never worked like one on one with me, then you know what you just said. Like if I could just quit that one thing. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say to that? Because it's not easy. It's not easy. In fact, I was just having this battle with myself last night because there's this huge issue with me and it's something ingrained like deep. Like it's a thing that I have had that triggered response since I was probably, I don't know, six or seven. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll just put it out there. It was linked to abuse and it was um, a huge trigger for me and it's one of those ones that I thought my way through instead of asking myself why I was reacting that way. I do that now, but it's still a huge wall for me. So I'm not going to say that just because you acknowledge that that's the thing that's causing the other thing, um, you can just make it go away. I'm not going to say that yeah. because you it, because you can, but it's going to be a process and it's going to be difficult so, and draining. So what does the process or what does acknowledging do for it? Just um, doing that. I think acknowledging definitely gives you a sense of control. Like I am acknowledging that my body is responding this way. I don't like it. I don't, but if you kind of go through a checklist, like, okay, my body's responding this way. I can't really stop it, but what do I feel? Okay. My chest feels heavy. My body feels like it's shaking. I've got a cold sweat. I've got, um, you know, I have that fight or flight response. Like I want to, you know, do this or that. And so going through the checklist, it kind of gives you like an awareness of the situation instead of just feeling like you're drifting out there. Like, it helps you to re- yeah, it helps you to reel it back in and kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm experiencing this, but I've experienced this before, and I know I can ride it out until I can put it to bed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the other days um, when I was working with Sam, we, she was able to go pretty deep with just some emotes and stuff that she was feeling, and so one of the things, and I've explained it before, is to just when I have you sit with your emotion, like sit either with an emotion or something a physical symptom and simply for the fact of like not resisting it so can you kind of tell actually tell what you were dealing with the most recent your stuff that with um, your health issues that you were dealing oh with. oh yeah so um in like the beginning of the summer right i think yeah, like june like, yeah. yeah i started getting like a little dry patch on my chin flash forward to august it had spread a little bit and I couldn't get the dry skin to heal up. So take it for what it is. I, I call it a mistake because I felt like it was, but um, <clears throat> I didn't trust my intuition. We'll say that. I went to the doctor and I had had, I just needed to get some blood work because I knew so I wait, had. What did your intuition really It tell said, you? don't 
do that, but I did anyway okay. because I I'm curious and I can't let things go to bed. And I knew I had some other issues going on that I was ignoring that I knew I needed to address. Yeah. And hey, so actually, that's something I want people to listen to because even though she knew how bad that diagnosis was for the bipolar, our brains naturally want to have an outside excuse. And so mm-hmm. it's not like, and Sam even experienced it in a super hard way. So it's not like she forgot about that, but this seems like one of those special occasions where it's like, it's probably somebody else's fault. I mean, like something else is going on. Right. 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 And yeah, you're probably hoping it, but okay. You can yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so I went in there and he gave me some um, steroid cream for my face. And I knew the second he said it and wrote the prescription, I shouldn't use it. But he told me it'll be gone in a few days. And I'm like, well, I've had this thing for a few months, so I'm over it. Right. I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to quit being stubborn because that's honestly how I felt. I'm being stubborn and I go to the doctor and then I'm really frustrated every time I leave. I know. Every time I leave. Like, why did I even go and thank you? You're welcome. I did your job for you kind of thing. Yeah. So and then if you did later, I'll get a message. Dana, I screwed up. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I went from zero to like 120 in a couple of days with my face. It went from a dread, dry red patch yeah. to my whole face being covered in this painful red rash. So I went back to the doctor and I was like, what the heck? Look at my face. And she was like, oh, yeah, don't use that anymore. I'm like, well, duh. So I threw it in the trash and she was like, here's more cream. I'm like, oh, here we go again. So I tried the next one to calm it down because it was so out of control. By this point, I was like, it's going to take a bolt of lightning to like calm this down. So I tried it. It was an antibiotic this time. And while it brought down some of the redness, it about peeled my face off. It was so dry and messed up. Shocker. They came right back. Yeah. They came right back and in tenfold all over my eyes, my forehead, everywhere. So yeah. Yeah. And did it mess up your stomach? Um, No, you backed up. You backed, backed off the dicyclin, which, yeah, I'm still actually taking that one, but very carefully. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, it's been since June, and we're in November now. And it's, knock on wood, almost gone, I think. Okay, yeah, so it, it and, and, okay, not to mention that Sam, you have to tell about what we uncovered about, like, look, like. Oh, yeah. Because it would really, well, just tell, like, how the process of the flaring up and stuff. Yeah, so in the day. morning, I would wake up, and it would be a light pink most mornings, and it wouldn't, um, it would look like it was under control, like it was receding, and by the time I got home at night, it was on fire. It was bright red. It had spread into some new areas. I'd have one or two new bumps, uh-huh. um, super painful, and I would have, like, a full-on, like, crying on the floor, meltdown, like, I can't handle this. I have a very public job, and I couldn't. Like I, yeah, I couldn't hide and it looked like crap. And yeah, so I was freaking out and, um, every night I would kind of unravel. I would think I'd have it under control. The next morning was like a tease. And then by the next night it was just a mess. Okay. And then, so what thoughts did we, like some of the underlying thoughts that we found about yourself that was making this manifest like that? Yeah. So we talked about that and I, again, you know, should have realized or it's those things that are in the back of your mind and you have the thought and you dismiss it because you don't want to think that you would be that hard hard or that petty or that whatever you want to label it but it's not a good feeling and so yeah i think every single one of my clients when i ask them to figure it out they're like it's just silly did you say that i might have yeah and i'm like 
it's not flipping silly because yeah. Yeah. your face is Like, don't say it's silly. So if you're yeah. saying something silly, that's probably what it is. Well, and that's what I figured out through this process is the little silly, insignificant things that you're dismissing are the root of some of your biggest issues, the things yeah. that you're really struggling with. So don't dismiss those. When they pop up, deal with them. Yeah. Like, deal with them and address them and acknowledge them. And so I realized that even though I knew it on some sort of, like, subconscious level, I guess, my appearance is important to me. It's important to me how I am viewed by the world. It's important to me that I'm not rejected. Um, there's a whole lot of reasons for that. Um, but yeah. it's important to me that I present in the best way possible. Um, I think it's important to a lot of people, but... Yeah, I don't think it's just you. But I had also realized that I had this perceived um, vision of what being beautiful was, and it was not internal. It was everybody else fits this quote-unquote mold, and I didn't. And so anything that magnified that, like bumps all over my face, magnified that and made me even less fit into that category, it just kept spiraling so you can see where this is kind of going so I yeah and then I had to talk to people and then people would comment about my face and they'd say oh like oh what happened to your face oh are you hurt like what happened da, 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 da. and so then that even made it worse and yeah. then yeah it just it was a process so, so there's a few things I want you guys to notice is that um first of all Sam had it on her face around her mouth so mm-hmm. one of the first things I asked her to start doing and at, like told her like that's your um, you're not speaking enough, you're not talking enough about what you really need to be talking about and need to be talking about. So that was something that like it was she could do it overnight. Mm-hmm. Did you start talking? I did driving? I did. yeah, yeah. So when I um, was suggesting to just she's got to just start verbalizing things to clear that chakra um, because her your mouth is part of your throat chakra and your voice. So she started doing that. but then also the um, the part that she was so she was didn't realize, but she, I mean she knew it that she was so scared of what other people would see and think of her and like this beauty and like, and so she basically created her own problem because she was it was something that she was really self conscious or like worried about. Mm-hmm. So like if there's something that you're super worried about, like it's not a joke when you say that if you worry about it you're going to make it happen, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you can see it manifest Mm -hmm. itself. Like, you will create it. So it's like that worry will create whatever it is to happen. And Mm -hmm. Sam experienced that. So I did, and it was crazy because when we actually figured out that that's what it was, it was just... Crazy. It was. I, I couldn't believe, like, first of all, you're kind of like, you're an idiot. Like, you totally did this to yourself. But being so consumed by that, your body has, like, an adverse effect. Like you've already decided that people don't think you're pretty enough. You've already decided that people are going to be rude to you. I get kind of hammered on and dumped on in my job a lot. And, and it was all happening. Yeah. It was all happening. Like, yeah, yeah. It it was like the harder I tried to do things in my life and make it right. It, people were never satisfied. And then the harder I tried to take care of my face, the worse it got. And yeah. And it was just a crazy experience. Yeah. So last week we talked and we were doing the session. And so I have her like address this this exact topic mm-hmm. and really like sit with it not um and so you kind of explain what that was for you because I was the one just asking questions and asking when we'd never questions. done it like that before because you had said those things to me like just sit with it and I was 
struggling with it. Like I didn't understand until you walked me through it. And I have to say, it's an amazing experience. So if you have the chance, have Dana do that with you uh, with something that you're struggling with and then do it for someone else because then it's even, it's more like I did this with my daughter after I talked with Dana and it was like, I can't even tell you. Like, dude, if you want a a pump and you want to feel like, like you're in control of your life, do this and help other people with it because it's amazing. Like, yeah, so, 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 so yeah, just, I, I, yeah, tell so what you I would have, we started with was I had, did I have you focus on the symptom first or the, I did that one on my own. Okay. So yeah. then we really, she really needed to focus on like, since we figured out what the underlying thought was and that she was making this manifest itself in her body. So she needed to sit with that and find the location in her body. Mm-hmm. So, and where was it? Um, I think it was in my, was it in your chest? I think it was, was it my chest? I think it was my chest and my throat. It's like moving. Yeah, in my chest and throat area. Because I could, as soon as I started to focus on it, I could feel pressure in my throat and in my chest, but not like low chest, like upper chest area, like right around along like the collarbone area and then yeah. through my throat. Um, and then as I dealt with that, she had me like really describe it. Like what did I see? Was it moving? Was it a color? Was it a shape? Um, and just kind of go into detail about what it looked like. And it sounds bizarre, but if you do it, you can totally find it in your body. Like, yeah. block out all your other senses. I I did it in the shower so that nobody, would, like, would interrupt me. And yeah. it was, like, a quiet space. And I closed my eyes. So yeah. that helped a lot if you're doing it on your own. But really focus on it um, and just kind of, like, give it physical properties, I guess. And kind of go through it. And then use words. Like, what is how is my body responding? What, like triggers is it sending off anxiety is it sending off um fear is it sending off annoyance or whatever and anyway i i had a long list for this one because it's been driving me nuts for months and then like i think at first you felt like it was like all over the place it did yeah in fact one morning i woke up and it had spread down to like my chest and my whole back and i was like i flipped my lid yeah like i just freaked out and so yeah when you were thinking when you were focusing on as i'm asking you questions Mm -hmm. and you could actually see the pain and all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. It was like a storm in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it started out as black, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then, and it was really interesting to, like, as she's telling me the colors are changing, Mm -hmm. it would move. And then I would say, just sit there, tell me where where it moved to, where it went. Yeah. And, like, did you feel like you needed to judge it? At first, I was, like, trying to get rid of it. Like, move it, hide it, like, shuffle it off. And then I just... Like, I was telling Dana, oh, my gosh, I'm like, I didn't even realize. Like, I didn't realize until about halfway through our this process. Yeah. My whole body was, like, completely tense. Like, my legs were clenched. My arms were clenched. Yeah. And I was like, I am fighting this thing. Like, I, I must really love this feeling because I want to keep it. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Like, I was protecting it. Yeah. And then as soon as I, like, forced my body to relax and just focus only on that, that thing, um, I was telling Dana, like, she's talking to me, talking to me, and she's just asking me questions. And all of a sudden, I'm like... She's like, what? And I'm like, it just went, this sounds weird, but it just went up my throat and out of my mouth. Like I could physically see a head with like this cloud shooting out of my mouth. And I, she was like, yes, it worked. And I'm like, what it just was, happened right now? <laughs> it was so crazy because it was like, and I could, I could tell you, even in your voice, I kept saying, I can tell you're relaxing. I can tell you're not as tense. And then when she like let it out of her mouth, it was mm-hmm. like, well, first, you remember, didn't you start shaking or like you were sweaty? What yeah, you, I was like was... stressed. Like, you know how when you um, 
have like a bad like shock to your system like you know you almost get hit in a car like that feeling of panic and adrenaline that goes through your body that's how it was going like I was just like oh my gosh like I was really fighting it it was really yeah and and pay attention to what she said she could tell that her body like wanted to keep it it would and the reason is is because it's become her identity and so and we seriously all of us do that it's Mm -hmm. not like this it's just Sam it's just that when it was, she was like questioning, mm-hmm. and her body was like, "What the heck? We've been doing this for so long." Yeah, I think I realized that like no matter how bad it is, we're still more afraid of the possibility of not of what could happen, of the change. Like, okay, this is who I am, and even though I totally hate it, there's a level of comfort and normalcy with that. Yeah, and then exactly. if I do, I'm afraid to say, "But what if? Right. Or how could I be different?" Right. And it's it's a weird feeling. And then and then. Um, it was kind of like, now what? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, now what? Because I was like, explain to me what you're feeling now. And you said it was like, you could see the stuff, uh-huh. but it was like far away. Right? Yeah, like or if I tried like, to recall it, like bring pull it back, I couldn't. It was like a like almost like a barrier. Like it was not tangible anymore. And I've had yeah. that experience once before, so I knew what, what I was feeling. I can't even remember when. I just remember having that experience. But um, but yeah, it was it was like it was there. But then I was super, like, just calm. Just like, and I, and okay, let me <clears throat> let me say something here because for me to say that I'm calm <laughs> is not. <laughs> It's not a normal so feeling. You're probably going to say that no Sam. You're probably going to say that she's like, calm down. I like, I go 15 miles an hour all yeah. the time, like just running at people. Like, he, yeah. yeah, I just, and for me to just sit there and go, I don't know what to do. Like, okay, I was so calm. To, to that. Yeah. You, can you see that you naturally did that so you didn't have to slow down and deal with this? Yeah. Yes. Oh, and I know that. I, I run right. on caffeine and distractions. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And that's what a lot of our like stuff that we do, uh-huh. we're like, bam, 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 or it's like, you just can't even sit still long enough because your body's like, oh crap, she mm-hmm. might like, she mm-hmm. might see some of this. And that's, like, I'm excited to try meditation again because Dana kept telling me to meditate and I would have like a full blown panic attack every time I tried to meditate for more than like five minutes. Yeah. Because your body was not wanting to. Yeah. And when I say it. panic attack, I mean, uncontrollable crying shaking couldn't breathe flipping out my husband thinks he has to call an ambulance like that when i would try to meditate it was that bad it's so crazy yeah um okay but then then you have to tell what happened to your face oh so then we did the face thing so that was the one that dana was showed me like that we used to show me how to do it and then i did my face that night focused on it um it was harder i will tell you it is definitely harder at least for me because I'm just, my mind ping-pongs all over the place. So it was really, really hard for me to focus as deeply, but I definitely uncovered several layers of that and was able to release some of that frustration. And the interesting thing that I figured out was I've always had this thing where I've always, I refuse to like stay in sweats and not wear makeup. And even when on a Saturday, even when I was pregnant, like nothing, I always wanted to present as put together and like whatever, even if my life was in total chaos, I would put myself together. And after this process, she's wearing sweats every day. I am no, no. Well, I am wearing sweats today, but um, no. But what after this process, the next morning I I text Dana. Oh my gosh, my face looks like a hundred times better. It doesn't hurt this morning. The redness is starting to subside. It's still there, but um, it looks like hardly. Yeah, it's like 
you know, a healing piece of skin. That's what it looks like. Instead of red, inflamed, itchy, sore, want to rip my face off. Yeah. And the other thing that I realized, which is weird, and I wasn't I wasn't expecting this, was um, I had been trying to up my makeup game, right? And like learning all these new techniques. And what I realized through this whole process, which is totally bizarre, because every time I would put stuff on my face, it would look okay for about 10 minutes, and all of a sudden my face would dry out and it would inflame. Even if I used all clean natural products, it would just flip out. It was flipping out. And so um, I realized that instead of using makeup to enhance myself, I was using it to hide myself. And so it was the same process. I put on my makeup in the mor- that morning after I had done this, this thing and this process. And um, instead, I just used it to appreciate each part of my face as I put it on. I'm protecting my f- face with this tinted moisturizer foundation, whatever. I'm protecting my skin because it's healing. Instead of I'm hiding, trying to change, alter my appearance, I'm trying to be something yeah. that I'm not and make people believe that I'm actually this other thing. Did you do that on purpose or did it just happen? It was when I woke up. Yeah, when I woke up, I realized that's what I was doing. And I realized that even as I was getting out of the shower that night after I had done it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm doing. I'm hiding myself because I've convinced myself that I'm disgusting and people can't look at me and I can't. Even when my face isn't broken out, I'm doing that. Like I'm constantly like trying harder and adding more and adding more and trying to and I just realized, you got to be okay. Like, I have naturally curly hair. I decided I'm not going to do my hair. I'm going to wet it, and I'm just going to let my curls go, and I'm not going to try to straighten it or do anything. And I'm not saying don't style your hair or be different. But I'm saying... For you, that's what yeah, you needed to Appreciate what you have and use those, those tools, like a straightener or a makeup or whatever. Enjoy it, but use it as an, an enhancement to what you have. I mean, my eyebrows are there, and I have thick eyebrows. I'm just going to straighten them out. I'm not going to pluck them all out and replace them and try to alter what I have. Yeah. And I, for me, that was, I know it sounds simple, but that was, that was huge to me to just to reverse that, that way of thinking while I yeah. was doing it. And it was like altering, like completely altering to me. Okay. But that's good because how many, th- how many things do any of us do like mm-hmm. people, like whether it's looking for new recipes, like constantly looking for new recipes mm-hmm. or constantly looking for how to do this one thing better, whatever, and it's kind of like, mm-hmm. not that it's not okay to do that stuff, but mm-hmm. like, you know when you're kind of out of hand. Like, you kind of knew that that was like a main focus was like, how do I make my makeup better? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Like, so like, you can, if you're doing that, and especially in one aspect of your life, mm-hmm. that's a huge indicator. Just, just Yeah, saying. yeah. I was really, really focused on that, I think, because I had been working on my body really, really hard. And... People said, oh, don't you feel so good about yourself? And I didn't. You felt worse. I did. And people kept saying, well, you look great and you've lost weight. And you're, I can see like your muscle definitions really. And all I could see was the dimples that I still had in my butt or that my triceps were still like flabby or yeah. the loose skin on my stomach because I've had four kids. Like there were, all I could see were the imperfections and the flaws and the things that I still needed to fix and change and alter. Yeah. And that was all I could see. And yeah. I... I'm not gonna lie, that's still gonna be a progress for me. It's a yeah. huge issue for me. Um, there's a lot of reasons why that's an issue for me, um, but this was just such an eye-opener. So I decided to focus on my face and my skin because that wasn't, like I could control that and manipulate yeah. it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so 
that well, was it'll a be weird. Interesting to see the process for the rest yeah. of your body. Too. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't think there's another there's a woman out there that doesn't have that issue, yeah. that body image issue. For sure. For sure. So that's um yeah, because we're gonna record again because I want you guys to hear her process her as she progresses. But so what would you say your biggest advice would be to someone that is listening to this and is like, what the heck? <laughs> How do I get a piece of that? Not even that they have to have an appointment with me, but right, like, right. I'm just saying, like, what would you say? Well, I just feel like tremendously like grateful and blessed to have that opportunity to work with Dana just because she like everybody says that I don't know what it is that she does in there but when I leave I feel like a little more in control of my life and I feel like a little more calm and a little more or less like a basket case and that's invaluable and I think you have the ability and I think that that's what with Dana like I felt so stuck and I felt so like in a box and working with you or anyone that does this style of healing instead of throwing pills at you or telling you if you rub this cream on your body it's going to be better or whatever um <clears throat> it empowers you that you have the ability to do those things uh -huh. like you already had the capability you already were telling yourself what to right. do and you just weren't listening because you didn't have the confidence in yourself to know that you knew what to do so what would you say to someone that is not listening to their intuition currently knock it off like, like this is what i want you to do this would be my advice, and I've actually been working with my students um, to do the same thing, and you can see a total change in their mood. Um, start listening. Start listening, but not just listening. Pick one thing. If you're scared and you feel like it's not a safe thing to do because your thoughts might be a little out there or whatever, um, pick one of those random little quiet tiny thoughts and act on it. Just act on it. Yeah. Um, because you, your, your mind and your body are already telling you what to do to make you feel better, but you, if you don't act on it, it's gonna build up and do the reverse. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's, oh, yeah. it's just, it's gonna, it, it, so you have this, this feeling, I should, you know, I don't know, drink, I should eat blueberries in the morning. I should eat blueberries in the morning. You're like, why would I eat blueberries? I've never even eaten blueberries. I don't like blueberries. I know this sounds weird, like a rambling, but it's true. So next time you go to the grocery store, buy a box of flipping blueberries, and grab a handful in the morning with your breakfast. I don't know why, maybe your body needs that vitamin and it's telling yeah. you, but I did this with my daughter and she got a cold and I did this whole process with her, found out something happened like three or four days before. She did this process like a champ because kids are more open. They are so open. And she didn't question me. We spent about 15 minutes in the car before we went in the house with the door shut in the car. This is where yeah. we did it. She laid her seat back because my kids lives in the car because she's super, she's in all these sports and she runs a mile a minute. Um, we went through this whole process and she woke up, she opened her eyes and looked at me and was like, whoa, mom, I feel better. Like I feel better. Yeah. I still have a cold next morning. She's coughing things up. I, I'm, I'm still sick. And I said, what's your body doing? She goes, it's pushing it out. I said, yeah, that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, and she was really like, yeah, I even handed her the bottle of oregano. I said, hold that in your hand and tell me the first number that comes to your mind. Instead of telling her how many take, I gave her that power. Yeah. She held it and she goes three. And I said, there you go, take three. And she just, it was those little things that we learn, we, like I've learned from Dana and through this process that it was just like, 
instead of having your kid hanging on your arm for a week and a half telling you if they feel like garbage and they're crying and they want to miss school and whatever, give them the power to fix it. And then watch where it shows up in the rest of their life. Yes, yes. Because that's, if they know that they can get an yeah. answer for like a, a cold, yeah. like, yeah. okay, then I can decide what I want to do. Yeah. Like it's like crazy what that does. When you're them. drastically impacting it, yeah. their life and giving them power. And then that gives you a sense of, of, like, okay, you're trying this for yourself, and but it's really hard until you can see the externally, you can see the progress. And yeah. then you're like, okay, it didn't, it's not just applicable to me. It's not a thing in my head. I can show this person this thing and look, they're doing it now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what what are you excited to see happen for you? Because now you um, are grasping. Excited and a little, I'm not, I don't think scared is the right word. Um, it's I don't, like I don't your trepidation <laughs> a little bit. Like I say, you're probably I, more like, oh, oh gosh, what am I gonna uncover? Gonna yeah, happen. I think that's the thing. It's like watching a scary movie and you love that little buzz of like that little thrill and that jump that it gives you. And this totally does that. And I think that you're excited to see what happens next, but a little bit like, what kind of landmine am I gonna open up in yeah. there? But but I also now know that I don't need to be afraid of opening up whatever that hole is in there because I know how to yeah. f- to fill it, how to fix it. I know yeah. how to mend it. Yeah. So we'll touch base um, in a lo- and we'll kind of gauge how long, but just even like uh, all aspects of her life, like I just want you guys to just watch her um, develop because she's, one thing is that she felt so strongly that she needed to share this. And so... Actually, if this if you find uh, this helpful, just if you let me know because Sam felt so strongly that she needed to verbalize this, which is what we are working on is Sam talking, and so let me know if it, if this touches you, and then also um, just like in other aspects, like following her heart, following her passions, following I, it'll be fun to watch in the next few months just what changes and mm-hmm. like comes into your life, leaves your life, all of that kind of stuff, just because you're just, you're like at a new level, honestly, seriously. Yeah. I mean, it takes a little while, but it's totally worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, and if you're listening to this and you want to send us questions so that the next time we know what you're wanting to know, then... Do that because uh, we'll make sure and address. And those. don't be afraid to ask questions because even if you think it's bizarre, chances are I might have some sort of frame of reference for it. Totally, there's nothing silly and there's nothing ridiculous <laughs> or inappropriate or, or inappropriate. just ask what you want to ask. Yeah, I have no qualms ones. about that. Yeah, exactly. So, alrighty, thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed that one and you got a lot out of it. If you aren't following me yet, make sure you do on Instagram or Facebook at Dana Palmer Coaching. I wanted to tell you a few things I've got coming up in January, starting for um, from January through May. I have a new program that's going to be starting. It's a class where we're going to go in-depth on the different chakras, different healing, um, lots of one-on-one individual stuff. Um, it's going to be coaching and classes on how how to heal from the inside out. So if that sounds of interest to you, make sure you follow me so that you can get the registration and stuff for that. Also, I'm offering, um, and that will be coming up as well, the registration for that, a retreat in Mexico, in Cabo, 
um, April 25th through April 30th. And that's going to be a pretty in-depth week of healing, yoga, meditation, Reiki, all of that kind of stuff. So if you're ready for some serious healing and change, um, you don't want to miss that one either. So listen to your intuition and see which one speaks to you. And if there's one that you um, want to attend, that would be awesome. All righty, I look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks. Bye.